I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. This podcast was first broadcast as part of a service for the 24th of May, 2020. Our Bible reading for today is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 6 through to 14. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the dates or the times the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. I want to start with two stories. The first is something that I'm sure will have happened to you too. The surprise party. It's only happened to me once, just a couple of years ago. It was my birthday and there I was setting the table for a meal for the three of us whilst Katie was busy in the kitchen cooking my favourite food and the doorbell goes and there's people at the door laughing and smiling and offering gifts of wine and chocolate. I just didn't know what to say. I was so taken aback. I just stood there, mouth open, speechless. And it took one of the party people to say, aren't you going to ask us in then? The second story is from way back when, 1984 actually, and I moved um, away from home to go to Polytechnic in Sheffield. 1984 was the time of the miners' strike. For those of you who are too young to remember, it started on the 6th of March 1984 and went on until the 3rd of March 1985, very nearly a whole year. I was aware of it whilst living at home in Manchester because I didn't live that far from Agecroft Colliery. But in Sheffield, it dominated everything. From the mature student who stood outside the student union every single day wearing his Coal Not Dole sticker and holding out the collecting tin while saying, support the miners, to the police sitting in row upon row of minibuses with their riot shields and batons. But it was in the outlying villages 
where the action really happened, where the local pits were closed and the people had absolutely nothing, no money, no clothes, no food. I went to see a local theatre production late in 1985, once the miners had returned to work. The cast was all women, and the play was called Never the Same Again. I'll never forget it, the story of the trauma and the loss suffered by so many communities. In today's Bible reading, we meet the disciples who have ridden this roller coaster ride with Jesus through life and death and life again and are now left in a state of shock, speechless, open mouthed, staring into the sky as Jesus leaves them once again. They seem to have spent all of their time following Jesus, seeking out certainty. Even at the end, they're asking him about the date for the restoration of the kingdom. And still, there is none. No certainty at all. The disciples are in a gap. It's a great big Jesus-shaped gap. We know, because we know the whole story, whilst they only know it as it happens to them, that they are also in a time gap between Ascension and Pentecost, ten days in our calendar. What do the disciples do in this gap? The answer's in the text. They pray, constantly. Things are never going to be the same again. There's no way they'll be going back to fishing on Lake Galilee. But what will they do? And we know, don't we, that with Pentecost comes the Holy Spirit and that Jesus-shaped hole is filled by this amazing God-sent gift. So here we are, between Ascension and Pentecost, waiting to discover God's new intention for us. And in normal times, this would be a very nice metaphor and give me, the preacher, a great opportunity to push whatever agenda I've got about what I think the church should be doing. But these are not normal times. We truly are in a gap between lockdown and whatever the opposite is, the great unlocking or something similar. I do, I do believe that this is a significant moment for us. It is a real opportunity to be asking, what is God's new intention for us? We are in a gap, mouths wide open, truly dumbstruck by the enormity of the changes we've witnessed these last nine weeks. Life will never be the same again. Surely this is where we pray and pray some more and confer with one another and really, truly try to tune in to what God is calling us to. None of us wants to go back to all those meetings. None of us wants to go back to a level of busyness that was clearly unhealthy. None of us wants to waste the opportunities to gather in fellowship by focusing on things that don't really matter. We all have become aware of how fortunate we are to live where we live. The beauty of God's creation has become even more significant. We have all become aware of how much we depend on one another. There's no way any of us can get through this on our own. 
So in this moment that we find ourselves in, and it, it's turning out to be a bit more than a moment, what should we do? Two things. Firstly, in this time of turmoil and change, hold on to the central fact of our faith. God loves you. This is never going to change no matter what. It's this that will get us through. God's love has and always will prevail. Secondly, I urge each and every one of you, and me, to really consider and pray, just as those disciples prayed, about how our Christian communities can grow and flourish in the new normal, in a way that is faithful to Jesus' teaching. There's a lot of similarity between what the disciples experienced at the Ascension and what we experience today. Ultimately, they were able, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to rise to the challenge. In a world where things will never be the same again, can we do that too? That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.